This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hypothetical Help, episode 22. I'm Scott, and that's Terpster. Hello. Hello, this is me. Yes, it is you. How are it you? This is me. What's going on over there? What's happening? I heard if you try to tip somebody in Europe, they get mad. Is that true? I get so offended when people try and tip me. Mm. But that's mainly, I think, I'm not sure if that's true, actually, Scott. I'll be honest with you. I think you'll find that most people who say that are people who don't want you to tip people. Really? I tip people all the time. I'm a very good tipper. Yeah. Okay? I've, I've seen you I tip. don't tip anymore are cows. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I am a good tipper. Uh, it says here also, let's see, uh, in the UK, where is it? Yeah. Uh, I, had, I had this whole list. Here we go. We drink tea out of Wellington boots. It's a- oh, how silly are we? <laughs> it says here um, that you should never ask anyone how much money they earn. Of course not. Is that true? Yeah, would you uh, would you ask someone that? No, I I feel like it's also kind of frowned upon here. However, probably maybe not as much, but it's something this list of things not to do abroad uh, very specifically abroad yeah abroad i like to imagine it like in the new yorks mm-hmm. of the of the old 1930s yeah and they're talking about what not to do with the lady how to pick up abroad a broad. yeah, yeah broads and uh dames dames are pretty and good and dames oh man yeah. they were the days and it says they? it says here and you fr- could objectify women and they were okay with it <laughs> oh where did we go wrong yeah. america what happened man uh, what happened france says you cannot talk or ask about money so nope. how do you transact anything over there then you don't, you, whoa. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Oh, great. France Club. I just don't France know what they Club. do. Like, if you got to go buy a oh, cup of coffee or something, do you, would they, you get a France Club? I would not I get it. No, I would not be a member of France Club. Forget yeah. it. It sounds like a terrible place. It smells like cheese and wine. All right. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's do a show. We've got uh, hypothetical questions and we'll have hypothetical answers for you folks. You uh, do these by sending us phone calls and it comes to us at 801 471 0462. You also send us emails to scott at frogpants.com and we're going to start today i like how high budget we are in that we don't even have a hyper it's literally just send me an email to my personal email um and that'll do it that i, probably, do I it. probably should set one up it's another it's not hard no, to i like do. it it's better scott at frogpants.com yeah easy it's easy and that way i don't get to see them as well yeah you i don't, like that you otherwise i'd, I'd prejudice my advice yeah for those who don't know i kind of spring these on you you don't really have a lot of early prep you see them you know as we do the show but you don't I see like i see i see the title uh-huh. so i know what today's question is is how to help the kids learn yeah you're not I gonna but you don't nuances. but you don't know the details as far as you know that call could say and terpster's a dick at the end and, and whoa well whoa. you know i'm just saying it could don't w- give people like this well, all right it's like telling telling terrorists how to build a bomb you don't want that yeah, exactly don't tell the terrorists how to build a bomb <laughs> they know how to a t-bomb as we like to call it whoa is that's what i call it when i fart whoa all just right. dropped well, a t-bomb that's up in here good information <laughs> oh, so here's your question it. it's all about helping kids learn and here it is hey scott and turns to on hypothetical help um i am a 23 year old sixth grade math teacher so yes i'm young and um this is my first year teaching i'm having a really hard time controlling my students um maybe controlling is a bad word i don't know but um a lot of them are up out of their seats. They're goofing off. None of them are really paying attention to what I'm saying, and it's really affecting their learning. So um, I was wondering, so we have two fathers here, so maybe I can get some fatherly advice on uh, how you might um, 
help your kids learn and respect you while you're trying to explain things to them. So maybe that's some things I can use in my class. All right. Thanks. You're a you're a little. What was that? So I didn't I didn't listen to a thing that guy said. I don't know what it was about him, but I just didn't respect him enough to listen to him. Did you not find that? Am I the only one? I listened really hard. I knew you were going to go. Sorry. I knew you'd do that. I just really? knew that would be your so joke. So obvious. Oh, my. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Season one was so much better than all of these. <laughs> He's so predictable now with his humor. Um, so I found this guy. Yeah. First, he's a 23-year-old man. Yeah. Okay. He teaches... Our future president. He didn't, he didn't give us an age group, by the way, either for the kids. So we sixth don't know grade, how. he said. Oh, he, he did say sixth grade. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why I thought he's. I thought he was going to say in the sixth grade, oh. and I was going to be like, oh man, this is going to be awkward, isn't yeah, it? Right. Like, do we? Do we? Do we go honest on this? Or mm. no, this is a hard one because sixth grade. Let me think. How old are you then? You're eleven, ten, eleven. The kids. Yeah. Okay. You're both ten and eleven. All right. Um. What, uh, you guys have the same kind of grade setup over there, right? We have so that would be uh, so year six, I think we call it. Yeah, I could be wrong. And college, yeah. college um, and university are two separate things, there, right? Yeah. Okay. We we ours are all lumped together. We just have college is the same as going to a university, but um. But we like to distinguish between um, kind of well-to-do children uh-huh. and uh, not as well-to-do. Yeah, children. So wait, let me guess which one goes where because I actually don't know. So let me think. Okay. If it's college. That's regular folk. If it's university, it's fancy people. I like to think you're correct, Scott. Mm. Now, there'll be some people who disagree with me, uh-huh. and those people, they go to college. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the do-gooders out there, they're kicking ass in the world of universities. Mm. It sounds fancier, university, but you're telling it me does, it's actually the it? opposite. You're telling me it's the other yeah. way around. Huh. No, no, I'm saying university is where it's at. Yeah. If you said in our country, I'm going to college or I'm going to university, it would sound way fancier to say you're going to university than it would to college, even though yeah. it's the same thing here. But it should, Exactly, but that's how it should be. Do you all have a, uh, community colleges there or an equivalent of that? I, I have no idea what that is. Um, I'm guessing, is that is that like the really cheapy free-to-pay? Uh, you know, it's not, well, it's cheapy. It still costs, so you still pay tuition, and they even, you know, they still have grants and other stuff. So it's a, it's an accredited institution, but they only offer they don't offer four year degrees. They only can offer, I want to say, two year associates degrees or whatever. So a lot of people use it as a launching pad to a to a bigger university after and do all their basics and stuff here, and then and then move on. Some people this is all they do. They also okay. famous for like vocational stuff, and you know, if you want to become a certified Microsoft technician or something like that, they may offer specific course uh, work for that. But um, as far ever- as tangents go, Scott, I'm yeah. finding this one extremely. This is dull. pretty good. It's pretty good. All this university talk, when really all he wants to know is how to. <laughs> how do I help the kids learn? Well, that's your job is to teach them. Yeah. Okay, first and foremost, you are failing as a teacher if you fail to teach the kids how to teach Whoa. and how to learn. Whoa! But Laying what you down can the law do, there, Jeez, what you Louise. can do, good sir, yeah. is you can command respects through use of your voice. Okay. Okay. You need to be an orator, okay? An orator is not someone who performs um, oral sex or anything quite as entertaining as that. Um, You are literally a person whose job it is to blow minds through the power of your voice, Uh okay? You need to project confidence. You may be a young whipper of a boy at 23. In the teaching world, you must be up against, you know, decades of experience or just people stuck in their jobs mm-hmm. um and you need to you need to be up 
and compete with them on that stage. Yeah. And to that, I say, you know, you're going to have to use the power of your voice. You're going to have to command those kids to listen to you mm -hmm. through the authority your voice brings. Think of it like, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson. You might have heard of him. Yeah. Maybe George Washington. Yeah, oh, yeah. They weren't, they were just young whippersnappers when they got firstly involved in the world of stuff. <laughs> and do you think, do you think that they said, you know what? We're too young for this, uh, you know, getting rid of the British. Yeah. I'll let you in on a little spoiler. Yeah. No, they didn't. Mm. They got rid of us. Yeah. They said, hey, don't worry about it. Um, I mean, actually, that's, that's completely false. They're quite old. But yeah. I'm, I'm getting away from the point. They were really good at speaking. Okay, so you need to have some confidence in your voice. And you need to build up that confidence, not through like anything, you know, kind of, you know, bullshitty kind of airy-fairy self-help. You need to just know that you are the biggest dick in the room okay <laughs> that you know all those other guys out there you have to make them feel like they got a big dick okay but you need to know you've got the biggest dick in that room and that confidence will just exude from yourself you will just be you know you'll be perspiring but that would be because of how much dick you have and it's just it's just you have too much almost. but what about late there are plenty of lady teachers who can exactly they got no dicks okay <laughs> right but it doesn't, you don't need a dick to have the biggest dick in the room, Scott, okay? <laughs> Having the biggest dick isn't about your genitalia. Oh, this is a metaphysical, metaphorical. It's about knowing okay. you got the biggest dick in the room. <laughs> you think You think when, you know, we're up on stage, Scott, we're doing, we're doing stuff in front of a whole crowd of people. All right. You know, there's all these people out there. You know, it's like, oh, that's a bit nerve-wracking, some people say. Mm -hmm. Not to me. Why's that? I got the biggest dick in the room. Mm. Why am I going to care about any of this? They got to care about me. Why are they got to care about so me? So you're saying when you I were got on the biggest when, dick in the room. When you were on stage like a week, a week and a half ago and you yep. did it with confidence and clarity, you're telling me it's because 500 people out there, Scott, who had the biggest dick in that room? They, I'll tell you, um, me. You're going to say you me. even even though in reality it's just like this little 1 inch like little little Oh, little Scott, my nub. genitalia is near non-existent. Right, it's tiny. Okay. It gets tiny. the job done. I have a daughter, okay? <laughs> that is a fact. It works. But the genitalia and the dick are two very different things. Okay. You can be a very confident, successful lady and you can have the biggest dick in the room. Okay. Because it's just all about just knowing you have the biggest dick in the room. Right. And no one can disprove that because it's not your genitals. Yeah. It's not anything other than you have the biggest dick in the room. But what if, but okay, but he can't say to these. Sixth grade you children. Don't tell people. I have you the don't get up on stage. I have the largest <laughs> dick in this room. You never say that. All right. Because then who says that they have a big dick? People with small dicks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are saying, I have the biggest dick in the room to yourself. You're knowing that. You're not even saying it. You know it. You just know it, right? You know it. Mm -hmm. So there's there's no need. No. There's no need to worry because you know. Do you worry that that's a sexist thing to do, though, to feel like the male, uh, the, 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 the metaphorical male genitalia largeness is Scott, a... you're getting confused here by my terminology. All right. Having the biggest dick has nothing to do with a penis. Right, but the reference... Is... It's not a reference. It's the knowledge that you have <laughs> the biggest dick. In... And you might say, Terps, this guy's a teacher. He's teaching kids. He doesn't want to be thinking about his dick. It's not his genitals, okay? okay. Get over that, you repressed sexual beings, okay? 
he has the biggest dick in the room. But why couldn't this be anything then? He's got the biggest car in the room. He's got the biggest cheese in the room. He's got the biggest, like, why can't it be a different? If you want to, yeah, if you want to confuse the matter, you can start, you know, coming up with, you know, potato, potato. Yeah. But the reality is this guy needs to have the biggest dick in that room. (laughs) And he needs to know it. All right, for practical, but but from a practical perspective, let's say he gets up in the morning and he starts a new uh, routine where he goes, "I've got the biggest dick in the room, and I'm yep. going to class today, and this class is going to know it, and they're going to feel it, and they're going to listen to me, and they're going to learn today." Well, how though? He's going to get in front of them, and then what? Is it just going to exude from his self confidence about his? Got to know that exactly. I don't see why not. He's going to get up there. He's going to talk more confidently. He's going to stand taller. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? He's got the biggest dick in the room. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you be? What have you got to be scared of? Nothing. What have you got to be to not command respect and confidence? And once people listen to you, Scott, that's when they can learn. Yeah. Everyone listening to this now has learned that they have the biggest dick in the room. Well, plus, they could even be listening to this in a room yeah. with other people, and they've all discovered, holy crap, guys, we got the biggest dicks in the well, room. Well, part of the downside is that he's twenty-three. It's his first year. Ten-year and eleven-year-olds are are by nature goofballs. Yep. Uh, he's he's really he's up against it, and he and I think he probably just needs to be also reminded that while you also need the biggest dick in the room, according to the Tony Robbins over here, but you also need to just accept the fact that some of this is just paying your dues, and and time will flesh out, and you'll learn how to better handle that age group, and and you'll get some experience under your belt, and you won't be a fresh out of college, twenty three year old sixth grade teacher forever. That this stuff. Will you know what that time. is Scott. When well, you get older and more experienced, you know what they call that. What's that? Having the biggest dick in the room. <laughs> so it all comes back to that then. Not always. Just right. saying it can do. Well, if you're on a porn set, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. No. Uh, doesn't. Well, maybe it hurts. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Let's uh, let's get to an email. We got an email here from, uh, hopefully that helps, teacher, man. Let us know how it goes. And uh, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you find that Terpster's mantra actually helps you. There in the you classroom. go. Very curious about no, that. No, it's going to be true. Somebody you named know. M wrote in and says, "Hey, Terpster and Scott, do you guys, or how do you guys manage to balance everything in your lives? There are days when I feel overwhelmed or lack the drive to sit down and really be productive. I want to practice drawing more so I can get better. I want to play more Hearthstone and video games in general. I have a dog I'd like to take out more often and run around with outside. I would like to get back to the gym. I have school assignments I should be working on. I want to write more. I want to read more." I'm in a new relationship with a fantastic friend of mine, and that's going swimmingly well. I'm trying to be to learn better time management and find better t- balance, but I'm finding it insanely difficult. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. You fine gentleman. M. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, okay. It is good. Lay it on me. Biggest dick in the room, right? That's the answer? No, no, no oh. Scott. Okay. Scott, that All would right. be immature. I would not be so immature. Okay. okay. All right. What I am saying is just purely that sometimes in life, there are winners and there are losers, and those winners have the biggest dick in that. No, um, so this is really tricky because you have to understand that there's just there is never enough time. Like I cannot think of a time when there's enough time. When I was about fourteen, there was enough time. <laughs> but I don't think there was. I think you remember it differently to how it was. Maybe that's true. And yeah. I think I think the the reality is is that I'm just never uh, bored now. I was always bored then. It seems like I was bored as a kid, so there'd be like swaths of time that felt like eternities and nothing was happening. But today mm-hmm. I cannot tell you the last time I was bored. And that's not always really? a good thing. I mean literally no. I cannot tell you the last time I ever felt like I had a day where I was like, well, what am I gonna do with myself? That never happens. Ever. And I that maybe that's bad. Maybe I'm way over involved in too many things, but uh 
you know, I whether whether or not that's good or bad, I don't know. That could be probably argued on both sides. But yeah, uh, you don't. That doesn't necessarily whether you're feeling that way or not, whether you're bored or whether you feel like you've got. I mean, he's clearly feeling a motivation to do more with himself and, mm-hmm. or manage his time better. And there's still times for me it'll be like, you know, I need to make time for me. So that means I need to play a couple of Heroes matches during the day because that's a really great way for me to blow off steam and that's the thing I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that goes on t- too long. You didn't set yourself enough parameters. Pretty soon you're playing six matches because you had a bad losing streak. You want to keep going. And then before you know it, you've eaten up you know, a whole afternoon on two hours of video games when you really had a project that needed to be worked on. Like we're all subject to these same kinds of problems and we're all subject to our various levels of self discipline and it's not easy sometimes. So I don't know that I even have a great answer for this other than to say, you just have to be self-disciplined about what, what, what are the priorities of the day and do that. Take it on the day-to-day basis. Like what have I got to do today prioritize that stuff and the likelihood of the thing that sounds the least fun for you is probably the thing you should do first and get out of the way and then the rest of it you can kind of have it shuffle in is that a, is that a fair do you think it's a fair um path i to think put that that works uh-huh. definitely uh-huh. i think that you know it's uh it's it is all balancing and it's so hard like i think everyone who achieves feels like they should be achieving more yeah and i think that's just something that's kind of intrinsic to uh everyone that's out there i think that you know when you when you are successful when you live your life you live it and you live it all in its entirety and you see those gaps when it's like ah man i could be doing more like maybe i shouldn't be you know kicking out and playing a game here maybe i should be doing that thing or i've always wanted to learn the guitar i've never really learned the guitar maybe i should learn the guitar yeah. i should do that i haven't done that oh, i feel bad that i haven't done that you should do yeah, that. I you look really great with a guitar in your hand you look good exactly yeah. exactly but it's those sorts of things that you kind of you start thinking more and more about as time goes on yeah. and you then become more and more conscious of the fact that they is never happened. Right. So I would say like Scott was saying, you know, it is about making a priority list is trying to figure out actually, well, what am I going to do? What am I, and really just to start doing, um, it's always easy to put off doing, um, start doing, just get, get involved, do more, do stuff, do more, things mm-hmm. more often you'd be surprised at your capacity to do them sometimes you've spent yeah. so much time thinking about how you're going to that you could have done it four times during the time you thought about damn it. right yeah that's hard to see because your your brain doesn't necessarily tick at the same clock that your life does no and you you sitting around worrying about how you're going to do a thing is a lot longer than the thing to do so just go freaking do the thing and if and don't and don't do things that are Sometimes your friends just expect you to do things or your parents do or even you do that you don't really like, that aren't productive, that in the end don't do anything for you. So why are you doing them? Quit doing those things. Fill that with stuff you really want to do. If it's in a work situation where it's like a job you hate, do what you got to do to make the job work, but have it lead to something else. Like spend more time thinking about what's next. How do I parlay this into some something better and get away from what I don't like? Because the more stuff you can shed off that you're not gaining anything from either personally or professionally or whatever the more time you'll have for you know the stuff you wrote here like reading and writing and whatever like i've made it a point every day to read at least 45 minutes um it's a big goal of mine is that a book i've not not heard of it read more books yeah i just want to read more books i know that's a strange it's a weird device for you to even hear about you want to know what this is at least 45 minutes by scott johnson yeah at least 45 minutes 
It's a fantastic book. Uh, no, I've been reading, so I've been catching up on some Stephen King stuff I never read. I'm reading a Western at the moment. After this, there's a fantasy book I've been da- dying to get to. Um, Stephen King's son is in Bristol. Yeah, uh, Joe Hill. He's great. Yeah, he's Pit- in Bristol. He's on tour for that, right um, I think, for that Lock and Key book adaptation. Yeah, yeah it's really good. In fact, I need to put that on my list to, to get that. I've read the comic, but I haven't read the book. Anyway, uh, point is that that was, a, that was a really important goal of mine. And part of my motivator was, and this is, I don't know, maybe this is helpful or not, but I decided to pick up a new Kindle, paper white, whatever. Cool. Yeah, the one that's like the ultimate one, except cheaper. But okay. I, but I wanted a nice ebook reader that was going to set me back, a, you know, 150 bucks, because to me that was a way of saying, all right, it's a cool bit of kit, it's a nice little, you know, piece of hardware that I invest in, and it's not just me going, oh, maybe I'll read this book sometime. It's actually a thing I want to make use of, um, and for whatever reason that motivates me to like stick to it because it's like, well, why'd you buy it then if you didn't if you're not going to read? So I'm reading a whole lot more than I used to, and I like it, and it relaxes me. It make, kind of takes the wind out of my day and makes me feel like I'm I'm a little more chill at night. So cool. highly recommend doing that sort of thing. Now, you'd probably say, well, play Hearthstone till your eyes bleed. That's what you would say, right? No, I think, I think it's one of those things that I just don't, don't do something or buy something in the hopes that you'll do it. Don't get a gym membership and then be like, you know, now I'll go to the gym. It's like, no, now you're going to spend money every month, <laughs> you know where you weren't before yeah. um, you need to do stuff just do things yeah. just do things do things and stop worrying about what you're not doing or what else you could be doing just do stuff yeah always be doing um, and if you're not doing know that you're enjoying your time and resting up so you can do more when you do stuff see now maybe you can give me some advice because that's really hard for me what happens to me is i fill my time with all the things i want to do and they're always, you know, at least at the time or even during the entire run of whatever it is I'm doing, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. It's something I like. It's creative. It's this and that and the other thing. And any spare minute that I have, I try to cram a new thing into that minute so that it is now filled with something I want to do. And then there comes like, oh, we got a weekend free. We're going to go to Park City and stay in a condo and chill out and go swimming and, you know, blah, whatever. And then... I, the entire time I'm going a little bit crazy because all I'm thinking about is all the stuff that I'm not doing. And it's frustrating. Yeah, well, I hate I it. I think you, you have to remember that you do best when you are rested and when you can come at it fresh. And I think the most creative thoughts come from the most relaxed brains. So the more worked and stressed you are to try and achieve something, the less likely you are to achieve. So I don't know. I personally think that you know the best way to achieve the, the best is to uh just enjoy yourself and just try and you know have fun yeah don't drink too much don't eat too much but eat, eat enough drink enough uh what else don't uh don't, don't you know eat the yellow snow date, date, yeah date around but don't uh you know don't be a, a dirty pig uh I can't think of any good advice. I mean, it's all deep stuff, though. I like it. I like it, Scott. Super deep, real deep. Uh, If you'd like to get deep with us, you surely can. 801-471-0462. That's the phone number. We like those a lot, so keep sending those. You can also keep sending us emails like this guy named M to scott at frogpants.com. All of this made possible because you guys support us at patreon.com slash hypohelp. You guys kick ass. Yeah, you do. Uh, we dipped Thank below you. our number a while back, and we almost didn't do a show last week. Terpster put the word out, and boom, people stepped forward. They stepped up, and they said, you know what? I'm Spartacus. Yeah. 
No, I'm like, Spartacus, the other guy said. I, I'm I'm familiar with Spartacus. I said, that's cool. Yeah. All of those things are good things. Yeah. Kids today, um, they just like the naked uh, Spartacus on, on uh, stars now. That's oh, a very, yeah, di- very yeah, different yeah, the experience. the one with Xena um, on it. Yeah, lots of, we- lots of wieners and boobs in that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Blood and sand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's up? Uh, so yeah. anyway, please do support us. If you haven't yet and you like this show and you think you might be something uh, worth it to you, then uh, go check it out and just you know, throw us a little bit of scratch. Not, not asking for the world, just asking for enough to keep the show on the air. Patreon.com slash help. Yeah. And, uh, just the tip. Just the, t- <laughs> just the tip. That's all it is. When next time you go out, don't tip your server, tip us. <laughs> uh, and if you have any thoughts on why the French are so weird about their uh, not talking about money, I'd love to hear more on that subject because Patrick probably won't tell us. Um, he won't ask him anything about money. He clams up. Yeah, he clams right up like a Frenchman does. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. Uh, again, hypotheticalhelp.com for all your needs. Find Terpster on Twitter at the underscore T. You find me at Scott Johnson. That'll do it. Till next week for me, for Terpster, and for all the people we've helped today. We'll see you next time. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye-bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Scott, can we cut that bit out about my tiny dick? (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.